um, just two points about last week. Last week we said over different different farm that are named after different people. So there's a nukuda that the Seder Deris brings down by Rabbi Yudo Nasi that Mishnayis Shas Mishnayis Brachas starts off with the word Me'emasai Karin Shmaba Arvin. Me'emasai the Seder Deris brings the name of the Megala Mukais is the Gematria Ani Yehuda Kadosh. So you see over there also that Rabbi Yudo Nasi in Mishnayis was Meramis to his name in the first word of the Sefer. Like we discussed last week about being Meramis to your name in the beginning of your Sefer or being Meramis to your name in the name of your Sefer. Okay, that's something that's kosher to last week. And another Nukuda, once we're talking about Me'emasai, so I saw in the introduction of the Marzu to Pirkei Beliezer, he says that he, he's talking about the Chashivus, the importance of Rabbi Eliezer, and he points out that the first Mishnah in the, in the beginning of Shas, in the beginning of Brochus, that Mishnah we're talking about, is, is, is the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. The Mishnah says, So the words of Shas start off with Rabbi Eliezer. So you see how, like, how the Hashibus of Rabbi Eliezer, like, and he's the first one mentioned in Shas. That's one Nekuda from, that's Negea to last week. Another Nekuda was last week we mentioned um, a Medrash Tanchuma in Parshas Chukas. That it said that we said that that that, that when he went up to Shemaim, he heard he heard them saying the first mission in Parah, and and it was and Rebbeleizer said the first mission in Parah, and Moshe he he wanted that that, that this Rebbeleizer should be the descendant of his. We said that that's what it means. It says B'shem Ochad Eliezer in Parshas Yisrael. I just when we were saying that I, I misquoted the Mishnah, the Mishnah in Parah, Parak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph says Rebbeleizer Omer. I confused the, the two sheets of Rebbe and the Chachamim. Yes, sir. Did, did Rebbe end up being a descendant of Moshe Rabbeinu? So, it, it seems that he was, yes. It seems that Rebbe is, 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 is a descendant of Moshe Rabbeinu. And then there's, there's, there's a, you have to know, we have to know exactly if he was a, a, a straight paternal descendant which would make him a Levi, like Moshe Rabbeinu was a Levi, so he'd be a Levi. But there's other sources that seem to say that Rabbi Eliezer was a Kayan. The Radal talks about it. It's not, it's not, it's not so clear. But I just, I, I misquoted the Mishnah last week, so I wanted to clarify that. And it's just interesting that, that some of Farshim, on, on, this is more to get to next week, but some of Farshim on that, on that Medrash point out that, that, that what was happening over there was that Rabbi Eliezer was able to understand some sort of secret of Paraduma that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to understand. And, and, and even though Moshe Rabbeinu realized that he's not on that darga or whatever, that, he's, that he can't understand it, but he wanted that at least the person who could understand it would be some, somewhat a, a descendant of his. Whether it means a literal descendant or not, it means just someone who comes Mikayach Moshe Rabbeinu. That's Kashur to last week. Okay, now we're going to start Perek uh, Rebbe Perak Aleph. This is the story of how Rebbe Eliezer went from being a Pashat farmer to becoming... The Tana Rabbi Eliezer. The first two Pakim are discussing this story. This story is the, the opening of, of Perkut Rabbi Eliezer. And we, as we said before last week, that it could be that it was added on later on, that it's not really part of the actual Sefer. It could be the actual Sefer starts with Paragimel of Meimalik Vores Hashem. This story is, besides being brought in Perkut Rabbi Eliezer, it's also brought in Ovest Rabbi Nassim in Paragvav and in Bereshis Rabbah and Parsha Membes. So let's read the story. There's a story with Rabbi Yezab and Horkinus. He was working. He, he, is, he was working with his father's with his father's um, work, workers in plowing a field. The workers of, of Rabbi Yezab and Horkinus of Rabbi Yezab and Horkinus's father were working in the soft ground. They were working to plow the, the field, and, and the, the field that they were working, the part of the field that they were working on was soft, ma'ane. Rabbi Eliezer, or Eliezer, because he's not a Rebbe yet, he was working in, in the hard ground. As, as you can imagine, it's very difficult to plow through hard ground because it's, it's hard ground, and you have to, if you want to make a, a ditch through it, it's, it, it, it's not so easy. And it's hard work. And what happened was Yoshev loy v'hayem poicha. He was sitting and he was crying. Amar loy aviv mepnata poicha. His father came in over. He saw his son is crying. What are you crying? Why are you crying? Shema mitzayir shato ato shato chayish b'troshin. Maybe you're you're suffering. You're in pain because you have to you have to 
plow through the hard ground. So, I'll help you out. I'll, we're going to switch it. We'll have a role reversal. You, you do the, the soft ground, and then I'll have the workers take care of the hard ground. Make it a little bit easier for you. Uh, so, when he, so they switched jobs, and Elizabeth started working the soft ground, and the workers were working on the hard ground. Still, Rebbe went and he was sitting there in the soft ground and he was, he was sitting there and he was crying. His father came over and said, Why are you crying? Maybe you're in pain, you're suffering, that you have to, you have to work in, in plowing over here on the soft ground? And the Marzu points out, Obviously not, because that's not bothering. That's easy to, it's easy to do. So it seems like you, you, just, you just want to not work anymore. That's why you're sitting here crying. Kilo, he's trying to like, say, like, maybe you're lazy. You don't want to work anymore. What's the matter with you? So Omar Loi, love. No, that's not, that's not why I'm crying. So his father said, why, so why are you crying? Because I want to learn Torah. Uh, before we get to what Rebbe Leizer's father answered them, so the question is, what what exactly was inspired him? Like all of a sudden, he started crying and decided he wanted to go learn Torah. So in in Pirkei Rebbe Leizer, the story is not exactly clear what happened. In another place where the story is brought, in Bereshit's Rabbah, so over there it wasn't hard ground and and soft ground. But what was happening was he was it, it was a story of whether he was plowing in a a, a, pl- a straight field a, pl- a plain field or in something that was on an incline. So obviously it's it's, it's harder to, to plow on something that has an incline because if you're trying to plow upwards it doesn't really work so well. So it it, it takes more work. And in that story, what happened was Rebbelezer's cow fell off the mountain, and that's what that's what caused him to start crying. And then he real he realized himself. He said, for my good, the, the 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 foot of my cow became broken, and that was sort of what inspired him to learn. And also, there it's not so exactly clear what inspired him exactly. The Radal wants to say that even though it doesn't say in Pirkei Lobos or what happened, but he wants to compare this to a famous story of Rabbi Kiva that by Rabbi Kiva, what inspired him to go into learning at an advanced age was the fact that he noticed that the water was able to penetrate through hard rocks and make a hole in the rock so somehow here too Rabbi Lezer realized that, that the plowshare was able to penetrate the hard ground and, 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 and he said to himself you know just like just like I guess Rabbi Kiva thought that water is a, is a mashal to Torah and, and Torah could penetrate a hard thing even, even a person whose soul is, is completely hardened so Rebelezer somehow made the same comparison and, and, and decided that, that he has to go learn Torah because, because he sees that something can be, even the hardest things can be penetrated. I don't see exactly how a plowshare is a mashal to Torah, but it could be there's, there's, there's some other source that, that, that says such a thing. Al-Kapanim, we see that Rebelezer became somehow through his agricultural work became inspired to go learn. And he, he was crying, and his father said, why are you crying? And he said, because I want to go learn. So what is his father's reaction? So usually you would think that a father whose son wants to go and learn, maybe he would encourage his, his son. But Rabbi Leza's father w- w- did not encourage him. Omerle, he said to him. It, 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 apparently it was necessary for him to plow in the hard ground and the soft ground to get to the point where he could say he wants to go learn Torah. Right? Some of us want to say that the reason why he waited to the second time to, to, to say why he, why he was crying is because he wanted to show his father it's not just because the work is hard. Even when the work is easy, I'm still crying because I want to go learn Torah. It's not because of the work. It's because there's, there's a different reason why I'm crying. That's some of us say. What? It's I think so. So it says, I don't know what kind of so last week we discussed all the different Mepharshim on the on the we said who they are and whatever. Who was that that said this? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, because it sounds, sounds a little, yeah, it could be the second time because the soft work wouldn't bother, bother we so I think, I think The thing is it's so obvious that it is, for me at least, I don't know, I think, that if he wanted to show, to, uh, to tell his father, he would just follow they have to cry again. He was really mama, sitting and crying. That's, that's the child, I think. 
And because he was sitting and crying again, he didn't maybe not because he did it in purpose, maybe because he didn't like um, um, he, he he wasn't embarrassed, maybe no, not you know he, he, he just be crying. Yeah, he was not hiding that he was crying. He was really crying. I don't I don't mind. My father would see me crying again, and, and if he asked him, ask him again, I'll tell him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's it's the way of he was a child here. No. Oh, we're gonna see that he wasn't a child. No, That's the thing. Yeah. Ah, okay. We didn't see. We didn't right say how old he was, but. <laughs> okay. Because in the first instance, when he's in the hard ground, uh, his father assumes that the work's hard for him. He doesn't say that it's hard ground. Right. He doesn't give the reason. His father says, well, "Maybe the soft white would be better for you. Come on, we'll move you over here, right away." And he goes. But after the soft ground. He's, there's nothing left to say. He right. Has to, he has to come out you're you're say, either not working anymore, or you have to say what's yeah. really bothering him. Right. And we we for, we find this concept also. I could be one of the mafreshim speaks this. I don't remember, or or maybe I thought of it myself. But in, by by Esther, when she wanted to ask Achashverosh for a favor, right? so what did she do? She made a whole party, or whatever, and then she was gonna. So so what do you want? What, so what did she say? Oh, let's make another party to build up to say how it's like really serious. So first he like cries and he doesn't say exactly what he wants and then he's like okay maybe I'll help you out like this but he's still crying to impress upon his father that it's it's a serious thing to try maybe it'll be able to convince him more I don't know so Amalai so what what does his father say back to him Amalai sorry so so he's saying maybe 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 it was really a plan to tell him like well, right I'm not just crying I, I really want to learn Torah that's why I'm telling I'm trying to tell you even with Soft work or hard work, it doesn't matter. Right. I want to get out of here. Right. Okay. So, his father said to him, ben Esri shana ato. You're 28 years old. You want to go learn Torah? It is actually in the Elvis Rabbi Nossin, the gear says that he's 22 years old, not 28. But the point is, his father says, You're, you're already older. And as, as the saying goes, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're not, you, you, you didn't learn when you were younger. You're not going to be able to learn when you're older. So I'll give you an answer. Instead of learning, go get married. You'll have kids. And you'll take your kids to, to, to yeshiva. And the Radal explains that, that what he was saying is that when, when you take your kids to yeshiva, so the Gemara in Kedushin says, So when you go, you have, get married, have kids, and make sure that your kids learn, and you'll get the sky as if you learned. You don't actually have to go out in yeshiva. You, you know, be a simple person. Interestingly, um, Rebbe Leezer actually married later on the, the, da- the sister of Rebbe Gamliel, who was the Nasi. But at this point, he's not married yet. So he said that you don't have to learn. It's interesting to quote also that the Radal points out that that it says he, he said you know you, you're 28 and you want to go learn. So we, we find in the different sources, among, including Avis uh, Rabinosin, it says in Avis Rabinosin uh, in the Perik Chav Dalit, it's talking about Elisha ben Avuya. Who are you, Omer? A person who learns Torah when he's younger, the Divrei Torah gets absorbed into his blood and it comes out explicit from his mouth. It comes out very clear. But a person learns Torah when he's older, I mean, as opposed to, and, and he didn't learn when he was younger. And he, if he learns Torah when he's older and not when he's younger, it doesn't become absorbed in his blood and it doesn't come out of his mouth as clear. And also the, 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 the people who say mashalim, they say, they say this mashallah, if when you were younger, you didn't want to learn Torah, how are you going to be able to reach it when you're older? So, we, 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 so that's part of Horkinus' taina to his son. He's saying, you, weren't, you didn't learn when you were younger, you're not, you're not going to be matzeich you, if you start learning when you're older. But the, the Radal points out that if you, if you, if you medayik in the Lushen of, of, of what it says in, in Elvis Rebinosin, it says, If when you were young you didn't want it, then you're not going to be able to, to achieve it when you're older. But if you did want it when you were younger, even if for whatever reasons you weren't able to learn when you were younger, but you wanted to learn, 
So that's already a different darga, and that you could be masikh. He compares this to Gemara in, in Yuvamis, where the Gemara says that a woman who, who, who didn't have children for 10 years, so we assume that she's not going to be able to have children. If she wasn't married for 10 years, she's not going to be able to have children. Uh, but if she was daitali nasi, she had in mind that she wanted to get married, so that sort of changes her tava and it makes it that she, we, we, we don't assume that she can't have children. We assume that, that, that it could be that she could still have children because you, you, if you put your mind to something, even though in, in, under normal circumstances you wouldn't be able to achieve it, but if you put your mind to it, you could still achieve it. So what did Rabbi Yezir do? His, uh, he didn't know what to do. It says, Asa shtei shabasais v'leituam klum. He spent two weeks and he didn't eat anything. There's two, 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 two ways to understand this. Either because he was under much pressure and a lot of suffering because he wasn't able to learn and he wanted to do it so much that Pashit, all food was just... He wasn't interested in eating. He was so sad that, that he, couldn't, he couldn't focus on eating that he couldn't bring himself to eat. You have to know if it literally means that he didn't eat. Some, in Bracious Rabbah, apparently, it says that he, that he was eating clumps of dirt instead of eating real food. But the point is that, that he wasn't able to bring himself to eat. The Radal says that, that, that he was fasting as a, as a means of davening so that he would be able to have certain siyat that will help, that will help him push him in the direction that he would be able to achieve what he wants to do. Um, interestingly, the Radal says that he, that he said he, he fasted for two weeks. So two weeks is 14 days. So why did he fast for 14 days? So the Radal says because... He, 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 wanted, he wanted to do these 14, a fast of 14 days as a tikkun for 14 years of him not learning. Because he he's, now he's 28, and he was 13 when he was bar mitzvah, he was 13, so 28 minus 13 is, 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 is not 14, it's 15. But this year he's going to go learn, so that's, this year doesn't count. So the, the last 14 years he wants to make a tikkun for. 28 minus... What? 28 minus 14. Minus 14. 14. 14 plus 13. What? 14 plus 14 is 28. Okay, but say it. It's interesting. He, Yaakov Avinu, was, he had to, pay, had to do a tikkun for being away from home. Yeah. While he was sitting and learning. Here, we have uh, Rabbi Galeazah, who basically, it, it seems like he was doing Kibbut Abayim. He was staying home and working like his father wanted him to do. And he sacrificed, and he wasn't learning. So it's, it's just the, the opposite side. So what do you see from that? So, there's you, something like, it seems like this. They, you they see perceive the, something lacking, and both of them perceive something lacking. I think you see from that that, that there's no one plan for every person. Each individual has to do what he has to do. This he 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 what his cheshbon or whatever his shirsh of his neshama or whatever he had to do this. That was his tafkid in life. That was his tafkid in life. And different people have to do different things. So he fasted for two weeks. And what happened after he fasted for two weeks? Actually, came to him, it revealed himself to him. Ben Hurkanis, Lama Ata Vaikha, he said to him, Ben son of Hurkanis, Lama Ata Vaikha, why are you crying? Amaloi, Mivneshani Mivakeshil Matayra. He told the Leo and Avi, I want to go learn Tayra. We have a, there's a Siddish Minik to say stories of Tzadikim, especially of Leo and Avi, I might say Shavis, so here we have it. Amaloi, Imata Mivakeshil Matayra, Alayla Yerushalayim, it's Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai. If you want to go learn Tayra, so go, go up to Yerushalayim and go learn by Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai. Just before we, 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 we go on to the next part of the story, so the, the Marzu points out a very interesting idea that there's a famous Brisa that Rabbi Pinchas bin Yoyer. This, this Brisa is found in Avodazar Chafam and Bezin and a few other places in Shas. That Rabbi Pinchas bin Umar, Rabbi Pinchas bin Yoyer said a Mahalach and how to achieve the greatest dargas in, 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 in Yiddishkeit. And the Sefer Mesil Sisharim is famously built on this Brisa of Pinchas Binyar. The Rambam of Pinchas Binyar. Torah Mevi'ali de Zehiros, Zehiros Mevi'ali de Zrizos, Zrizos Mevi'ali de Nikius, Nikius Mevi'ali de Precious, Precious Mevi'ali de Tyra, Tyra Mevi'ali de 
Chasidus, Chasidus Mivide Anova, Anova Mivide De Yerashed, Yerashed Mivide De Kedusha, Kedusha Mivide De Ruach HaKedush, Ruach HaKedush Mivide De Chiesa Mesim, and it's not in the Gemara, but in other Gears, it's Chiesa Mesim Mivide De Eliyoh Anovi. So Rabbi Yezer skipped all these steps, and he somehow got straight to Eliyoh Anovi. It's, it's, it's a huge accomplishment. So the, Mar- so the Marzu explains that the, the Vart is that... So even though he didn't, you know, never learn Torah, he was a big topic by then. Oh, so, 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 so we say like this. There's a Pasuk in Mishle, it says, Im tivakshenu ka kasa v'chamat moinim. Don't try it at home. Im tivakshenu ka kasa v'chamat moinim t'chapsenu. If you request Torah, like, like, like silver, or like hidden things, you, 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 you search for Torah, then you're going to understand Yeras Hashem and, and you're going to find Dasalikim. And it says in the Shir Shirim Rabbah, Rabbi Pinchas ben Yor Posach, in Tevakshana Kagatsukhat Moinim, in Atom Chapes Achadvar Tayyar Kimat Moinim Ololu, in a Kurdish world with Kapech's Kharfa. If you look for Tayyar, search for Tayyar, like hidden treasure, Hashem is not going to withhold from you your, 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 your reward. He thinks a marshal of a person loses, you lose, you lose some money in the middle of the night. So what do you do? You, they didn't have lights back then. They take a candle. And you go take a candle and you look for it all over your house because you want to make sure that you still have it. So you, don't want, to, you want to make sure that someone else doesn't take it before you find it. So too, and then the 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 the, the Medrash in, in Shir Shirim continues. It says, "Omer Rebbe Yezer, Miyomai lo kadmani Adam lebe Medrash b'leinas lehinachti sham Adam biatzasi." Rebbe Yezer, our Rebbe Yezer, said that you know my whole life nobody got into the Beit Medrash before me and nobody left after me. I was always the first guy there and the last guy to leave. And he and he said about himself, "Im tevakshena kakesav achamatvaynim." And the next line in the Medrash is Mikan Tanina Hayer Rabbi Pilchas Ben Yor Oimer. This price that we said before, the 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 Zerizus Mevili De Nikius, etc. etc. All the way to Leo and Novi. So what's the Mikan Hayer Oimer? So the Marzu explains that from Rabbi Le- the fact that he's Rabbi Eliezer, he himself teaches us this idea. Rabbi Eliezer, the Musag of Rabbi Eliezer, the person of Rabbi Eliezer, teaches us that if a person is He's going to reach this dagger of Elio Novi. Because Rabbi Eliezer had such a bikush that he wanted to go and learn, and he put all his kaychas into it, and, 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 he was, and he was talking about Sayyach in the end. Okay, so let's continue the story. So he went and he, 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 he traveled to Yishalayim and he went to Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakai. Yes, sir. Questions for I didn't say he was encouraged by Rabbi Kiva. I was say, we were saying that he was no, encouraged by the same Rebbe. type of idea because it happens to be. No, because I think in time it's a problem here. Yeah, Rebbe, Rebbe Kiva is actually a type of Rabbi yeah. Eliezer. Yeah. So I, was, I wasn't saying he was encouraged by the story of Rabbi Kiva. I was saying that he was encouraged by the same type of idea. But just like Rabbi Kiva was encouraged somehow by, by the water hitting the rock, right. so he too was encouraged somehow by, by oh. the, the penetrating the hard ground. Right, not, not that there was the, the story. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. In the history of it, Rabbi Kiva came after. I know what Torah it was. Rabbi Kiva didn't say the word, but it sounded like when he was a kid. Right. And then 40 years later. Right, Rabbi Kiva. I didn't know what Torah really was, though. What? I didn't know what Torah really was. Where was his taste of it that gave him such a desire? Exactly. Oh, 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 that's a good question. I. I hope we're gonna we're gonna have time to, to talk about it this week. If not next week, that's a good question. Yeah, but you see me every day in Shiva. Mm-hmm. Well, you let me next chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, fine. So 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 he went to Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai, and we see that Rabbi Lezer is a big crier. He's sitting and he's crying. Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai comes to him and says, "Why are you crying?" I want to go learn Torah. He's sitting, I guess, maybe he went to Yeshiva of Rabbi Yechon and Zakai in Yerushalayim. He's sitting there and he's crying. Rabbi Yechon comes, Where are you crying? I want to learn Torah. I'm like, Ben Miata. Who are you? Where are you coming from? Where, where? He didn't know who his father was. We're going to see in a moment why. Okay, well, let's see what. His father wasn't Jewish. What? Maybe, maybe he was a convert. 
No, no, Hurkanus, Hurkanus was definitely Jewish. We're going to see later on that Hurkanus was actually, his father Hurkanus was actually one of the Cheshuvah people of, of Klai Yisrael. Uh, we, we don't see that, he was a, that, that his father was one of the Cheshuvah of the Talmud Chachamim, but it, it seems that his father was a, you know, a Gvir, a Balbasa, who, yeah. who was very influential. But, Sounds like a Greek name. Huh? does sound like a Greek name. You are absolutely correct. But um, the, the Radal says that that Pash- what? Unculus, yeah. Unculus, work on these types of things. Angelo. Angelo. Angelo? Yeah, What did you say? Yeah, sure. oh, so the Radal says that Pashup Shad is that he didn't want to say who he was because you know, he's running away from home. So he doesn't want people to find out where he went. And if word gets out, you know, his father's gonna, he's going to be in for a beating or something. I don't know. So he, he, didn't, want, he didn't want people to know exactly where he went. And who, who, where, where, he, where he's coming from. And also, another Nukudu that the Adal says that it was his father who, who was sort of stopping him from learning his whole life. His father kept, you know, making him work or whatever. So it's sort of, he, he felt that it would sort of be like Russian heart to say like, oh, it's my father. And they're like, oh, so how come he never learned before? Oh, my father never le- let me learn. He didn't want to say who his father was exactly. He have to tell the whole story. Yeah. So he didn't, he didn't want to get involved in that. And uh, there's maybe something hidden here because his grandfather was so important. I was a clown the ground. Right. Why was he? Why was he working with the workers? That's yeah. also an interesting thing to note. Yeah. Another nukuda that the the Marzus points out is that he didn't want to say who his father was because he was, as we mentioned, his father is one of the chashuva people from the generation. So he didn't want that that that, that Rebbe Yezer would start giving that the, the Rebbe and Zakeh would start giving him special treatment, giving him cover. He wanted to be like one of the, one of the regular students of the yeshiva. And another nukud of the Marzu says is that he 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 wanted that he was scared that if he tells Rabbi Yechonim Zakeh who his father is, so then his father says, oh, I have the son of Rabbi of Hukness, I have to teach you whatever. And he felt that maybe Rabbi Yechonim Zakeh would have some sort of Negias in why he would be teaching him instead of teaching him Lishma. So he wanted to start off learning Torah Lishma. Make sure that Mitzad himself is Lishma and Mitzad the teacher is Lishma. So he didn't want to say who he was because otherwise it would be, uh, maybe it's like a political thing. You know? If you teach the son of the, of the, of the rich guy, so maybe you get money or something like that. I'm assuming that his tears are sincere. It's not a, it's not a, uh, a manipulation. Right. No, and, right. Given that they're sincere, I, I don't understand such a person, that level of sensitivity, you know, where things like the, the, the prospect of having to speak, uh, you know, Lush and Hara of his father or something would cause him to, you know, cry and things like this. I don't understand the sensitivity. He was his way to he's, I mean, he's a grown man already. He should, he, I would think that he would have some manner of dealing with the difficult, difficult situations other than crying. Or, or perhaps it's in, the, in, this, in this case of something that's so, so important to him, learning Torah, that would, that that would, would bring, bring it out. out. Really, he was a rational person. Not, he's a and here he's getting all emotional about something because he really does feel well, so strong. Father, father, if he's doing it on purpose, yeah, so yeah, so we don't we we don't know if he was if he was Dafka crying on purpose or it's an emotional thing. It's not it's not clear. It's not clear. How many times are there? And you have to. Father, twice the father, once the other. We're not done yet. Yeah, one to Yohanan and and a few times he's gonna come over here now. So he listen. He's let's let's assume for a second that the tears are sincere, and that he is a grown up. Okay, he's used to dealing with situations. 
with his father, and when he's working, he starts to cry. It would have to be that he knows what's going to be. His father's not going to let him go. Mm-hmm. And this is very dear to him. Mm-hmm. He cries. He gets the yeshiva finally, <laughs> runs away, goes to yeshiva. He knows what the, what the Rosh Kolel is going to say to him. He's going to say to him, get out. We only have you know, young boys here. You know. He, he knows it's not going to happen. It's very dear to him. He cries again. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone here will cry if we were to see Leonardo, right? <laughs> that's, an easy, that's the easy one. No, but that stunned. I'll be crying out uh, from a reaction of yeah. a, a high spiritual uh, revelation. Yeah, the other night can help him. He just told him, like, yeah, go, let him go, go there, you know? Like, that's like, you know, it's not much. Yeah. So let's see, let's see what Rebbechim and Zaka says to him. Amr Lai. You never learn. He, he, he's asking Rabbi Yechon Menzaki, "Oh, teach me Torah." He says, "You never learn Kriyishma. You never learn how to daven. You never learn how to bench." I'm like, "Lot? No, I never learned any of this stuff." He, he speak, says these three things because these three things are are, um, are things that you do every day. And if you don't know that, you know, you know mamish don't even know the basics. So Amaloi. So stand here, I'm going to teach you all these three things. That's the mo- this is the most important thing. So the way the Mufarshim explained it is that, so, so he, went, he went and he, he stood there and he taught him those three things. And still, he still was sat down and he was still crying. My son, why are you crying? Interestingly, here he calls him, my son, why are you crying? Before he just said, what's the pshat? So the Marzu says, because before, he, he was just a stranger. He didn't know who he was. Now he's his Talmud. Hmm. He, he taught him Kriyushma, Tefillah, Birkas, So now he calls him Bini. Bini, Bnei Mata Poicha. He's his Talmud. Really. He's, he's making progress. What? He's getting, <laughs> getting, he's, he's getting... Why are you crying? I want to learn Torah. Meaning, I don't want to just learn the, the basics, Kriyushma, I want to really sit in the base bench. I want to be like everyone, all the, the big Talmud, I want to learn the, you know, the, 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 the real bread and butter and get involved, get my hands dirty. So what happened? So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who was the Nasi of Kali Yisrael at this point, the, the, lead, the number one leader in the yeshiva in Kali Yisrael, Sat down with him, and he would tell him two halachas. It's not clear exactly. Understand this. One way of understanding it is that he would he would tell him each week. He would tell him two halachas. This way, the Marzu says it. He would tell him two halachas, and Rabbi Eliezer would, would would on his own make some sort of pilpul or whatever, and, and try to sh- somehow show how those two halachas are are connected to each other. Or umidabkan, he would he would make them cling means midabkan to his nefesh and to his heart. The that says in Mishlei in Paragimel, kisel maluach libecha. You should write the Torah on 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 the on the the chart of your heart. Kilu like inscribe it inside yourself. Another another mahalach is the the every day of the week he taught him two things because there are wants to say it like that because. It, he says it doesn't make sense that he would only teach, learn two halachas the whole week because we, we find Makaris that Rebbe was was able to remember things very quickly and very fast. So he wants to say there wasn't that it was two halachas the whole week. It was two halachas every day of the week. Like he says, kol yimei ha-shavua. Every, all days of the week. But, I hear. It, it could be in the kol yimei ha-shavua for, for all the days of the week. Two halachas for all the days of the week. It's, it's not clear exactly what it means, but interestingly, the, the Radal brings a Chuvas Rashbash that, that it, when it says, Koloshena Lachis Bechol Yoim, move the Cholishub and Abba. So, Koloshena Halachis Bechol Yom Halachis means at least two. So, if you learn two Halachas every day, you move to Cholishub and Abba. So, it could be that, that that's what Rabbi Leza was doing. He was learning two Halachas every day. And, he, and Radal conjectures that maybe it means uh, one halacha in the morning, one halacha at night, or, 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 or he would learn two halachas during the day and he would, he would do chazara the whole night or whatever. 
or he would, he would learn one in the morning and then Chazret the whole day and one in the beginning of the evening and then Chazret the whole night. Al Kaponim, so Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai was, was teaching Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Eliezer was getting used to the Musag of Yeshiva and um, I think we'll go a little bit weiter. Yeah? Okay. So what happened? Rabbi Eliezer is getting used to his situation over here in Yeshiva. Also, Shmoyne Yomim Vlei Tom Klum. Rabbi Eliezer went and, and, and at some point he, he fasted for eight days when he was in the Yeshiva. It was, we don't, it's not clear exactly why he did this. Maybe he still didn't feel, he didn't feel that he was holding on the level yet, so he wanted a certain extra siyata de shmaya or, or whatever it was. He, he, he was fasting for eight days and as you might know, a person who doesn't eat in the morning, let's say if you don't eat in the morning, so your breath actually smells really bad the, the rest of the day. So he comes into yeshiva with bad breath one, one morning. One morning he comes to shir and he smells really bad from, 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 from fasting. And Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai kicks the guy out of the basement. Who is this guy with this smell? Get out of here! So kicks the guy out of the basement. The Red Dal says that that's not called embarrassing him because it's not clear exactly why not. But he just compares it to Gemara in, in Sanhedrin where there was somebody in the basement who ate garlic. And, and Rebbe said, Why are you garlic? Get out of the base marriage. So it's a similar idea. I would, I would, I would, consider, I would think that, that instead of saying that it's a bazillion to the guy who ate the garlic, I think it's a, that, 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 let's say that Rebbe was Mavaza, the guy who ate the garlic. I think the guy who ate the garlic was Mavaza himself. You go to a shir, the guy, there's a guy there chewing gum. You know, he's 28 years old. You know, you know since you're in first grade, you're not supposed to chew gum in class. So what are you doing there chewing gum? You, you, you're embarrassing yourself. I'm not embarrassing you by telling you to get out. Everyone knows the rules. Get out of here. But poor Rebbe Eliezer, this is his first day, in, you know, this is his first week in yeshiva. He's not acclimated to the matzah of yeshiva. He doesn't know how, how it works exactly. He doesn't know what the rules are. So he didn't know. He didn't realize that, 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 that you have to make sure that, you know, if you're, if you're going to fast, well, at least, you know, take some, some mint or something in your mouth so you don't smell bad or something like that. But, so Rebbe Eliezer gets kicked out of the base manager. He doesn't feel it. Yeah. But he, made he, he was sent away. He was sitting and crying, of course. <laughs> so Rabbi Yechonim Bitzake goes out, you know, he, goes, I don't know he, walks, he walks out of the Bismanish for his bathroom break or something, and he sees this guy that he kicked out of the Bismanish just sitting there outside the Bismanish crying. He's like, why are you crying? I guess the chat is like, like, if you're going against the rules, you know you get kicked out. So like, you obviously did it on purpose. Like, why are you crying? So like, maybe that, that something like that. Because you sent me away from yourself, like a like like a guy who sends away like like someone who's like disgusting, like full of boils and like has all kinds of like acne or something like like some sort of hideous creature. You just like sent me away like that. Yeah. Like the guy who had boils. Yeah. Boils. Yeah. So, so, so you, you send me off like I'm sort of some sort of creature and, and, and I feel bad. Oh, so now Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakeh says the punchline. Just like the, the smell of your mouth came in front of me, so too the reach of the smell of the chukei Torah, of, of, of the, of the, the, the different Torah from you, will go straight to Shemayim. In this, Rechonim ben Zaka is giving him a bracha. Why are you a bracha? What? Why? To make him feel better. <laughs> to make him feel better? That's one kuda. But he also realizes, he's getting, it seems like he's getting a better sense all the time of who he is. Why? He's kicked out and he's crying. Okay, of course he's crying. He tells him, why are you crying? Because he's here now. They're fine, right? So yeah. I kicked you out because it's so great in Torah that he can't, you know, like uh, act like a, like some someone else, like some some someone that chewed garlic in class. You know, you have to act like a Tamil Chacham. That's why he gave him the the, the bracha there. I'm gi- I'm not giving him just giving him the bracha. I'm telling you that you're gonna be so great in Torah, and then you have to act like one. Right. One person that is uh, a big yeah, the, if, we, if we're saying like, like, like the way I was saying it before a little bit that he wasn't he wasn't used to the yeshiva he didn't know exactly all the rules or whatever so Rabbi Yechon Ben Zakkai was sort of giving him a bracha that you should be matzliach in yeshiva 
You, not just getting all the rules or whatever, but even get, becoming you know the leader of the group and becoming a talmud chacham like 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 all the other people. They're abundant in the yeshiva. That you should be reich chuk etorim epichol shemayim. It's a big, big bracha from Rabbi Yechon Zakai. Now he says, Amaloi bini ben miato. Who who whose son are you? Who is your father? Amaloi ben Hurkanas I am the son of Hurkanas. Aren't you the son of of the chash of a people? You didn't tell me who who your father was. Why didn't you tell me who your father was? You're such a such a chash of a person. So he says, um, he didn't. Fine. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't answer the question. Um, the the the, 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 the sort of discuss why 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 didn't Rabbi Yechonah, why didn't Rabbi Yezer say who his father was? With, as we said before, the different Peshadim. And why now all of a sudden he does say, so the Marzu says that the reason why now he does say is because if your Rebbe asks you something once, fine, so you can sort of ignore it. But if he asks you twice, and he's trying to like help you out over here, you can't just ignore him. You have to you know, give him a straight answer. Which is interesting, because the, before the Marzu explained that the reason why Rebbe Leza didn't want to say who his father was is because he didn't want that, that Rabbi Yechonah Menzake would teach him Shalei Lishma. So first he wanted to make sure that his fa- that Rabbi Yechonah is teaching him lishma, and then he would and then he would make sure then he would tell him who his father is. So so according to that explanation, you know, over here by now he probably realized that Rabbi Yechonah is teaching him lishma, so he could reveal it. You don't have to say a whole pshat that he didn't want to not answer his Rabbi twice. Okay, that, that's some in the kula. Amalei So Rabbi Yechonah said to him, "I swear that today you're going to come eat your suda next by me." I want you to eat by me today. You know, I guess he wants to make sure that the guy eats, you know. Oh my lord, Kvais, why did he eat lachsan yashali? I'm not going to eat by you. I already ate, I already ate lunch by, by my hosts, by the people that I'm staying at. I already ate there. What? Right. It's a good question. Oh my lord, umi achsan yashalcha. So who's your host? Oh my lord, he said, Rabbi Yeshua ben Chanania, Rabbi Yesi Hakayin. Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yesi Hakayin. Shalach v'shalach sanyashalai. Rabbi Yechon and Zakai sent a messenger and asked these two people, Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Yaisi, Amr lahem, etzlachem suad Eliezer hayayim? This guy Eliezer, he ate by you today? Amr lahem, no, he didn't eat by me. And it was, and it was revealed. Oh, he didn't know he was fasting. Right. V'hal, no, who didn't know? Rabbi Yechon and Zakai. No, didn't know that he was fasting. He didn't know. He didn't know. And now he realized that this guy was fasting. Right. And now I see that he had he had eight days and he didn't eat anything. And then his two hosts themselves, they came and told Rabbi Yechon ben this guy hasn't eaten anything. We thought that he was eating by you. But but and, and you probably thought he was eating by us. But now we, we realize that, that, that there was sort of miscommunication. He's not eating by me. He's not eating by you. And what, the Marzu says that they, they they came themselves. They didn't just send messages because it was Mamish a case of pikuach nafesh. Like I didn't eat for eight days. So yeah, we gotta, gotta go take care of him. Did the Mepharshim say anything about lying? Oh, so so th- that's one of the th- one of the two nukudas that I want to talk about. It's a shtickle late already, but I think it's okay if I continue a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, there's two Nukudas like this. One Nukuda is, there's a Gemara Yerushalmi, Masachas Megillah, Perak Aleph, Lachates. It says in the Yerushalmi, there was, one time there was a, do we have Yerushalmi here? I don't think so. There was a, Yom Sagrir, there was once, it was a rainy day, and, and nobody came to the Beis Medish on that day. The, 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 the Chachamim didn't come to the Beis Medish on that day. And what happened was, a few kids, a few kids came to the base finish. The, all, the, all, all the adults stayed home because it was raining. Maybe they were home with their kids or something. I don't know. They were home. No. And, and, and only a few kids came to the base finish that day. It was raining. It was mom, mom, little, little kids. They came to the base finish. They were most of fish on this rainy day. They came to the base finish. And they said, no, we got to learn. So these kids didn't really know anything. I would, I would add that all they knew is the first thing you're supposed to learn. The, the Indian of, of that Hashem gave the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu, and and they knew a little bit of Aleph Beis. Mamish the little kids, like three, four years old. Are you you're getting your shami? It's okay, it's okay. I, I'll just say over the story. 
And so, so, so the, the, these kids come into the base finish and say, no, we've got to learn. So what do they say? So they just know Aleph Pace. So they're going to say a Jewish and Aleph Pace. Yeah? We all know that in Aleph Pace, there's four letters that are repeated. Right? There's four letters that are, that, that are repeated in Aleph Pace. There's the, the Mem, Nun, Sadek, Pei, Chaf. There's a, the final Mem and a regular Mem. Final Nun and a regular Nun. Sadek, Pei, Chaf. Right? Mem nun tzadik pei chaf five letters. Mem nun tzadik pei chaf five letters. So we're going to say a Jewish on these five letters. Said mem mimaimer lemaimer nun mineman leneman tzadik mitzadik letzadik pei mipe lepe chaf mikaf yodei shel kodesh bochul lekaf yodei shel meish rabenu. They said they made a Jewish in the letters, the five letters that have final letters. Of Menatzbach, they made a Jewish that talks about 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 Hashem giving the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu. Mimamir l'maimer, neman l'neman, tzadik l'tzadik, pelape, kafiyodish shel kodesh bochul, kafiyodish shel Moshe Rabbeinu. And the the Yerushalmi ends off. It says that they put up as a simon. They made some sort of sign that they, 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 we're going to watch these kids and see what happens to them. And the Yerushalmi says, yeah, who are these kids? When they grew up, it was Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shua. Now, from what we know, Rebbe Yezir, it sounds like he didn't know anything. He mamish came in, he didn't know Kriyashvah, he didn't know had a bench, he didn't know Shemana so, 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 what? He was a kid. When he was, we, 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 when he was a kid, he was able to say this grace of Joshua. And now, he comes in, he doesn't mamish know anything. So, but he never, he never learned before what happened. Yeah. That's one question. Another question is what, we're, what you were asking also. We find that, 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 that Rebbe Yezir, he, he, he Zaka invited him over to eat by him, and he said, "No, I already ate." Right? And but he didn't really eat; he was fasting for eight days. So how could he lie? It's also it's how it's also to lie, right? So how, how do you how do you do that? So the first question about Rabbi Eliezer being Rabbi Eliezer learning um, learning in his younger years. The Rodal says, you know, it's not really such a question because Rebbe Yezer only learned Alephes, whatever. He didn't learn, like, Krishna is already a, a little bit more advanced. So he didn't get to that. You know, the, learning the Alephes is like first grade and learning Krishna is, let's say, in third, fourth grade or something like that. So he didn't get to third, fourth. He stopped at, like, first grade. So, so that if you learn like that, then it, it, it's not such a question. Um, but there's a Gemara in Mesechus Bal Metziah. It says like this. Omer Shmuel, Bahani Gemara and Bab Matsya Khov Gimelmez, Omer Shmuel, Bahani Tlas Mili Ovidi Rabbanan de Mishanu Bimilaihu. About these three things, the Tamachacham is a lot of lie. The Mesachas, the Puria, Uvushpiza. About a Mesachta, about a Puria, and about Ushpiza is in, in, in the Zohar, Ushpiza actually means a guest. But in the Gemara, Ushpiza means a host. It's interesting how the words switched. One second. Oh. So, so what does it mean by mesechta? So Rashi says but mesechta means that, that if, if, if someone asks you, did you learn such and such mesechta? And you learned it, but you don't really want to like show off that you learned it. So you're allowed to say, I never learned it before, even if you did. That's the mesechta. Midas anavus. Bepuria, so that's if someone asks you a private question, like if you had relations with your wife or whatever, so, so you, 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 tell, you could tell, you, you're allowed to lie. If, if, if the answer is yes, you could say no. If the answer is no, you could say yes. You know, you probably should smack the guy in the face and tell him it's none of your business. <laughs> it's not so clear in the Rishonim, in Taisis, and the Shita Mukobetz is exactly what, what's it talking about, because like, what does it have to do with Tamil Chacham, the Ben Yayada? In Bamatsia says that Dafka Talmud Chachamim would come to the base Menish every night to learn. But if they weren't there for, for a night, that's a little bit suspicious. So people are like, oh, well, how come you didn't come last night? So that's really none of their business why you didn't come. So you don't have to answer them. But the, the Marsha in Bamatsia is a famous Marsha, at least amongst Yeshiva Bachim, that Bapuria means about Purim. That you, really you're supposed to get drunk on Purim. Adeliyada bin Aroham and Lawarach Morachai. You're supposed to get so drunk, but if you're a Tamachacham, you're allowed to not get drunk and sort of like let people think that you're drunk even though you're not really drunk and sort of lie about, about, about how drunk you really are. Uve, we're almost done, we're almost done. Uve Ushpiza means that, that about guests. Rashi explains that Ushpiza means that, that if somebody asks you, oh, did, did, is such and such a good host, 
So as Hakar Satoyev, you're allowed to say that he's, listen to this, this is very interesting. You're allowed to say that he's not such a good host. Because if you say he's a good host, everyone's going to want to go eat by him. And then you're going you're to mess the guy over. He's going to have to spend money and, and, and be busy with other people. So you're allowed to say that he's not a good host so that people won't go and, 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 and bother the guy. Uh, these are three things. So someone, so, so the Parachad, which is one of the Mufashim on, on Pekka the list that we mentioned last week, um, it was written by Rufchaim Falaji. So Parachad wants to say, that, that don't tell me that really, that really um, Rebbe Eliezer knew Kriya Shema and, 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 and benching and, and, and Shemanes and davening. Don't tell me that he really knew it and he just lied because he wanted to learn by Rebbe Yechon ben Zakkai. Because the Gemara only says you're allowed to lie about a Masechda. It doesn't say you're allowed to lie about other things. So don't tell me that. So what's the answer to that? We'll see in a moment. But in regard to the other question about how was Rabbi Eliezer able to say he didn't eat if he, if he, that he did eat if he didn't really eat so someone want to say want to extend this this, this heter of Ushpiza to the case of Rabbi Eliezer but that's not exactly the case that the Gemara is talking about that Gemara is talking about some, something sort of different in the Shittu Mekvetz in, 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 in Sech of Bum what? maybe he didn't know it was also the lion maybe he didn't know it was that's a that's a svara that is also but in the Shita Mekubetzes he sort of it, it sounds like for for Tikkun Amidas it could be that there's there's other heterim to lie so it could be for some reason Rabbi Eliezer was doing some sort of Tikkun Tikkun Amidas by fasting so he didn't want people to realize I, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the Nukud is but Akupanim in regard to the thing about Rabbi Yechanan uh, Rabbi Eliezer learning when he was younger so it's it could, it could be about the host that it, it, you said it was one of the three things. Right, but, but what it means, the way Rashi says it, lie about the host means you could say that he's a bad host so people won't go to him. But in, in this instance, he's saying, I ate already. So the Rosh Kolal is going to know that, okay, he knows who he's, he's by, whatever, and that they're feeding him. I, I don't know. Um... The other Nukuda is the, the, basically the, 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 the question about him learning when he was younger and, and, and now he's saying he doesn't know Kriyash, but so actually it's a taste in the Sakha Shabbos. Asks his question straight up in Daf Kofdal and Ralph, and with this we're going to end. Taste says, Bishami, Bibration Shabbat, Kamar, Belezer, Kofdal and Ralph, Havam Isin Dardiki, Bukhari Kalashash, who had the Amar of Pikidar Belezer, Shalai Lama de Belezer, Tari Ella Achahayo Gado. He wasn't Isaac in Torah, but he learned Torah. This is a different level. You know, we could you could have learned things, but you, you you're not Isaac in things. Maybe also you could say Stam, like he learned these things when he was younger and he forgot it. I don't know. Okay, we're gonna stop here for this week, and I hope uh, everyone has a nice week and a good Tavach.